For two years in the late 1970s and early 1980s, Indian River High School reached the pinnacle of athletic success in the state of Delaware. In the 1979-1980 and 1980-1981 school years, its football and boys basketball teams regularly steamrolled the competition. In those two years, the football team had a combined record of 19-4-1, won the Henlopen Conference Southern Division title twice, and reached the state tournament final in back-to-back -back years. The boys' basketball team was even better with a combined record of 44-6 and, and two Henlopen South titles. It also reached the state final in consecutive years. The success of these teams whipped the community into a frenzy and made Indian River a force to be reckoned with in Delaware High School athletics. These teams are still talked about today by Indian River sports fans who are old enough to remember them. Coming up, I'll be joined by a special guest who is a member of all four of these teams and who experienced more high school athletic glory than most people could ever dream of. I'm Dave Mall, and this is the IRSD Spotlight. I've known Chris Shelton for more than 40 years. In the mid-1970s, my father was one of his Little League baseball coaches, and I have vivid memories of him hitting tape measure home runs on the field behind the building in Selbyville that now houses Southern Delaware School of the Arts and the Indian River School District administrative offices. Chris was a naturally gifted athlete who was usually the best player on the field. Only seven years old, I was the team's bat boy, and I would join Chris and his teammates as they crammed into my father's tiny Honda Civic for the ride to and from practices and games. Currently a custodian at Millsboro Middle School, Chris has been a district employee for 20 years. He is also a member of the Army National Guard and spent a year deployed in Iraq in 2009 and 2010. Chris grew up in the Selbyville area and attended Philip C. Shaw Elementary School, Selbyville Middle School, and Indian River High School, where he graduated in 1981. In high school, he played football, basketball, and baseball, and ran track. He is considered one of the finest all-around athletes in school history. In 2015, Chris was inducted into the Delaware Afro-American Sports Hall of Fame. For Indian River High School, the glory years started in the fall of 1979. The football team had a new coach in Dale Steele and was hoping to be a contender after several lean years. Indian River had been a football power immediately after its formation in 1968 through the consolidation of several local school districts. From 1968 through 1970, the Indians compiled a record of 21-8-1, winning a conference title and two Southern Division championships. These were the days before Delaware had a state tournament. So for Indian River and every other school, the season ended with the last regular season game. The Indians struggled during the next few years with a record of just 31 and 47 from 1971 through 1978. The team had only one winning record during that span. But things would be different in 1979. Chris Shelton was a starter on defense that year. Did he have any idea how good the team would be that season? Uh, a little bit. Uh, we was pretty good. We had Harold Harmon running back, Moy Jarman, Ronnie Wallop, and uh, David Long was quarterback. Cepeda Welly on one side. I was playing defense at that time. Uh, we had a pretty good team. 
Led by standout running back Harold Harmon, quarterback David Long, and a stout defense, the Indians won their first seven games by an average margin of 29 points. The scores were almost shocking. They beat Laurel 34-7, Seaford 27-0, Sussex Central 42-7, and Woodbridge 64-8. After a loss to Division I power Caesar Rodney in early November, the Indians easily won their last two regular season games to clinch their first Southern Division title since 1970. They also clinched their first ever state tournament berth. The community was delirious over the team's success, and a sign soon appeared on the front lawn of the school that proclaimed Indian River to be the, quote, land of the Southern Division champions, unquote. It was exciting to watch the community come together with the school because a lot of the kids' parents went to this school and, and we just took off where their parents left off at. And we just stuck together as a, a school in the community. And they gave us a lot of push to do our best. What was the? What do you think the main key was to that to that team that for all the success that they had? Was there any like one thing you can point to? That is coaching. The the coaching we had was was outstanding. We had we had a lot of good coaches, and they gave us a push from the middle school all the way up to the high school. Running back Harold Harmon was so dominant in 1979 that he would be named Delaware's Offensive Player of the Year and earn first-team All-State recognition. He compiled 1,269 rushing yards and 287 receiving yards. He also scored 22 touchdowns. He was at his best in the state tournament semifinal, where the Indians met Wilmington Friends in a game played at Sussex Central High School. Harmon rushed for 176 yards and three touchdowns as the Indians rallied from a one-point third-quarter deficit to win 34-21. Mari Jarman's 27-yard touchdown run on a reverse late in the third quarter put Indian River ahead 26-21. Harmon's 41-yard scoring run in the final minute put the game away and sent Indian River to the Division II state championship game. Well, when, when you play a big game like that, it, it, you get a little nervous until the kickoff and when you start running the ball start going back and up and downfield then when the clock get ready to run out and you got the ball you know you got to score now that's when all the nerves get to you and when Harold broke that long run and he run for a touchdown we just say we hey we got that one in the bag now we got to worry about the next one you always be hyped up when you win but you always got to figure you still got another game to play and once you learn that, it, it comes easy. In the state final, the Indians will be matched against upstate power Archmere, which was making its fourth consecutive title game appearance, having lost the previous three. Indian River dominated the first half of the game as Archmere turned the ball over three times. An interception by Guy Hudson set up Indian River's first touchdown, a seven-yard scoring run by Harmon in the first quarter. Harmon added another rushing touchdown in the second quarter as the Indians carried a 14-0 lead into halftime. With the state championship only 24 tantalizing minutes away, what was the team's mood at halftime? Well, the mood was, was pretty good that uh, we had confidence we can win, but we just had to relax and, and, and keep pushing forward. Uh, Archmere was pretty good. They was tough. Their defense was real good. And we just had to come out the second half and play, play real good football. But sadly, it wasn't meant to be. Mired in poor field position for most of the second half, the Indian River offense stalled. A more than seven-minute third-quarter scoring drive allowed Archmere to cut the lead to 14-8. To 
The Indians were forced to punt from deep in their own territory early in the fourth quarter, giving Archmere excellent field position. The Auks scored again with 5.53 remaining. The extra point kick put them ahead 15-14. Indian River turned the ball over on downs on its next possession, and Archmere used up most of the remaining clock, scoring another touchdown in the closing seconds. Instead of celebrating their first state title, the Indians were left with a devastating 23-14 loss. So what happened in the second half? The offense just didn't click. Defense wasn't doing their job. We just we just lost focus. And it, it'll hurt you when you lose focus. Once you start getting backed up five yards, ten yards, and then you can't run to the left, to the right, their defense was doing a good job. We get frustrated. But uh, we, we still try to do our best. Mm-hmm. What did they do offensively in the second half that kind of made the difference there? Well, their their running game got good. They they sought everybody. When they pulled, they pulled the whole line. Running backs, linemen, everybody pulled to the right or pulled to the left. And they just run right up straight in the middle. If we wanted to stop them, we had to get on the line and try to stop them, but they were just pushing us back. So how, once it was over, how heartbreaking was that? I know everybody everybody thought that, man, we're going to up 14 nothing. we're going to win this thing, we're going to get a state championship, and then to have it slip away like that, how how heartbreaking was that at the, when it was all said and done? Well, it was pretty heartbreaking, but uh, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. We, we, we thought we could have won, but it didn't happen that way, so we had to look forward to the next following year. In 1980, with Harold Harmon having graduated and now playing college football at Temple University, Chris would take on a larger role on offense as a tight end. He became quarterback David Long's favorite target, catching 38 passes and scoring 12 touchdowns. He was also a standout defensive back. The Indians would benefit greatly from his contributions. Yeah, the next following year we said, hey, we can go back again and we probably can win it. Yeah, we had we had a lot of good talent. I think we was pretty much balanced from the year before in, in, in 80, and uh, we was more probably mature than what we was back then. We, we were a bunch of going on seniors now, we're coming up. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody just had to do a good job to uh, go back. After a scoreless tie against James M. Bennett in the season opener, the Indians ripped off five straight victories to move to the top of the Henlopen South standings. Despite a surprising 22-point loss to Seaford on Halloween, the Indians righted the ship and won their final three games against Dover, Laurel, and Caesar Rodney to clinch another division title and a state playoff berth. In the state tournament semifinal at McCain, Chris Shelton almost single-handedly brought the Indians back from the brink of defeat. Indian River trailed most of the way in a game played in the rain on a muddy field. With 4 minutes 30 seconds remaining and McCain holding a slim 6 to nothing lead, Chris grabbed his third interception of the game to give the Indians a first down at their own 25-yard line. I can't remember too much. I was just excited just to get that interception and yeah. try to march down the field and give us a good field position and before we can score. Yeah. Then uh, I think then we started marching downfield. And the ball fumbled again, and we started diving on it, and it squirted all over the place. We covered it up again. And uh, we ran a play. It, it was muddy. Nobody knew who was who. And I don't know if it was Donald or Chubby. One of them got the ball, and they started running with the football. We didn't, we didn't know who, who was who. So I think we did pretty good on that one, playing in the mud. So we had to throw a lot of stuff away. It was too muddy. 
A 47-yard pass completion from David Long to Donald Sturgis got the Indians deep into McCain territory and set up Willard Morris's 12-yard game-tying touchdown with 2.35 left. Chris then caught the two-point conversion pass from Long to give the Indians an 8-6 lead. The Indians sealed the victory by recovering a McCain fumble on the first play after the ensuing kickoff. The improbable win sent Indian River back to the Division II state final. Playing in the mud, it was exciting, but it, it, it took a toll on us. It, it drained us. Uh, running in the mud, it felt like you had cement on your shoes, and we had mud everywhere. You barely could see. We didn't have no shields on our helmets, so we had to take rags and wipe our face and stuff like that. So, Did you feel, when it was all said and done, did you feel fortunate to get out of there with a win? Yeah, yeah, we got out with a win, and it was it was just terrible. I said, I hope we don't play another game like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was a team effort. It just David just threw it up, and I uh, called it. You know, the line blocked pretty good. Everybody did their job, and we come out with a win. We 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 grinded out a little bit. It was pretty rough, but we made it. The opponent in the state championship game would be a familiar one, Archmere. The Indians had a shot at redemption after the devastating loss of the previous year, but it wasn't meant to be. Archmere scored a touchdown on its first possession and never looked back. Trailing 7-0, the Indians squandered two excellent scoring chances in the second quarter. A blocked punt gave IR a first down deep in Archmere territory, but an interception killed the threat. The Indians then drove to the Archmere three-yard line just before halftime, but were kept out of the end zone on four consecutive running plays. The Auks scored two more touchdowns in the third quarter and cruised to a 20-0 victory. The Indians turned the ball over four times in the game and managed just 39 rushing yards. Chris Shelton was one of the few bright spots catching a pair of passes for 59 yards. Uh, we we just didn't have it. It was just, we just didn't push enough, I guess. Every time we trying to run down the field, Archmill was right there. They stopped us every time. They, they must have had a good game plan for us. So they stopped us almost every time we trying to run, sweep, run up the middle, throw a pass, they were dragging us down, and they pretty much had our number. That was heartbreaking. They lose two years in a row to the same team. Despite a second straight championship game loss, Chris and two of his teammates, quarterback David Long and guard David Wilgus, received first-team All-State recognition. It felt pretty good. It was great that everybody recognized all us for uh, our play in football what we had to work with, and a lot of other team members could have did the same thing. That I mean, our whole offense and defense was pretty good. That was pretty exciting. You know, you got a lot of kids up and down the state that uh, played football too and you played against. And I was the kind of person that I didn't do a lot of talking. I just let my plan do all the talking for me. Although the 1979 and 1980 seasons ended in disappointment, Chris still has fond memories of those successful teams. Miss all the guys that we used to play football with. You know, everybody gone to do uh, better things in their life. And uh, if we all can get together and come back and talk about all the plays we, we did and touchdowns we ran, and we couldn't dance, so <laughs> we, we did pretty good. Indian River would remain a downstate football power for years afterwards. It won the South title again in 1986 and advanced all the way to the state final before losing to Laurel. Another division title followed in 1987, but again the Indians were eliminated in the state tournament, this time in the semifinals. 
Indian River finally reached the promised land in 1988, winning its third straight Southern Division title and advancing to the state final, where it defeated Dickinson to capture its first state championship. The man who coached all of those teams was Dale Steele, who sadly passed away in December 2016. Chris Shelton gives Coach Steele a great deal of credit for the success of the 1979 and 1980 teams. Hey, he, was, he was a pretty good coach. Uh, he kept us in check. He was just like a father figure to all of us. He didn't, he didn't pull no punches for nobody. You run the ball, that's what you did. We just did our best. He, he was a really good coach. The Indians made it to the state final again in 1991 under Coach Mike Norton. They would lose to Laurel in that game, but a record of six playoff berths and five trips to the state final in a 12-year period was no small accomplishment. And it was the 1979 team that seemingly came out of nowhere to usher in an era of athletic glory that is still talked about decades later. Chris Shelton joins us again on our next episode to look back on two teams whose seasons didn't end in heartbreak the 1980 and 1981 Indian River Boys basketball teams. It was great because we know uh, if we didn't do it then, that, that was that's, it's our last year. So we wanted to go out with bang, and we did. So not many schools get to do it. Don't miss part two of our retrospective on the Indian River glory years when episode 35 drops on March 15th. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.